you must feed dogs something something different here. Those those sound a bit bigger than normal. This is an understatement. It is time for us to leave and run very quickly. The watchman then now leads you down the opposite path of where the howl just emanated from. And as you go along, he seems to choose further tunnel paths almost at random, but occasionally he stops quickly to check pathways and second-guess himself here and there before proceeding. Do you have any idea where we're going? Yes, no, keep... We're not safe yet. Keep going. Eventually, he leads you into a massive soaring chasm, even bigger than the one that you entered the city through, that is filled with very out-of-place Victoria-era buildings and houses lit by lampposts and... Seemingly just a transplanted Victorian-era village in un- underneath a massive city. The Watchman quickly leads you to a rather unassuming doorway down a side alley, and un- at- through the doorway leads you in, and then secures a series of five rather complicated and different locks behind the two of you, before gesturing for Anton to follow him into what appears to be a, a study. It's modestly furnished, with a fire- small fireplace on one wall, shelves and bookcases on some of the others and reaching to the ceiling and on the opposite wall from the fireplace is a corkboard that is nearly the size of the wall itself with various maps and notes affixed to it. Uh, the watchman walks over to a small desk and pours himself a tumbler of scotch from a decanter on a small tray um, for gesturing to see if Anton would like lick one. A little bit out of breath because Anton probably hasn't ran this much since PE class in high school. <laughs> He's, uh, he's going to accept his offering and say, Thanks, I didn't know, uh, you guys still drank alcohol in this godforsaken place. We have our ways of getting things, uh, best not to think about how those people get those, these things, but anyway. What do you think of your little adventure so far here in the Mad City? It's, it's definitely something different, uh, so... What were those howls? As I said, the Magnificent Howler, he inhabits a place down here in the Warrens. Well, it's not necessarily a mean place, but it's not necessarily a nice place either. It's a very angry place, but not... How to say? That's where people who are tend to be on the aggressive side usually end up. Gotcha. And Anton's going to kind of smell the the scotch a little bit before taking a sip and he after he takes a sip he just is going to say well i hope i don't go blind drinking this stuff i imagine you won't it's fairly good stock the uh fine brewers of mr lock and mr stock down here in the warrens run a good business how does it taste oaky oaky great what alcohol Anton is going to uh, just uh, ask, what what's the plan from here on out? When And what's this 13th hour you keep talking about? So, the 13th hour. Here in the city, Mad City, it's not necessarily, it's not a 12-hour clock or a 24-hour clock. There's always the 13th hour. The problem is it's not really wholly predictable. Anton's going to interrupt and he's going to say, so it's a 26 hour clock? 25. So it's the 25th hour? The 13th hour. Gotcha. 
does it come every 24 hours or every 12 hours? It comes when it comes. Usually a while after the last one. As you've noticed, there is, you may notice eventually, there's no night and day here. It is always night. Always. So it's hard to tell when it's a.m. or p.m. But usually the 13th hour comes in the wee hours of the morning. The, the more scientific and programming side of Anton is very confused, but he's just going to go with it. So, af after uh, this 13th hour passes, I, I assume it's an hour long? I, Approximately. What, what are we going to do? still work like clocks here. Gotcha. So, uh, once this 13th hour passes, is it going to be safe? Do, do we need to hide here for a little while before we keep going? We're going to lay low here for a bit. At least until the 13th hour passes. 13th hour is when all the nightmares go out to indulge. Anton, it's best not to be caught out. Anton's just going to kind of look around and see if there's any seat he can take. Because he's decently out of breath from that run. There's a couple of stuffed armchairs near the fireplace. Anton's going to ask if he can take a seat. Blushman nods and gestures. He's going to sit down and say, oh, I, haven't, I haven't ran that much in too long. Is there going to be a lot of running from this point out? Depends. Depends how good at going unnoticed you are. So, this uh, magnificent howler, does he uh, only come out during this 13th hour? Or? It's when he's less agreeable. Alrighty. His realm, he, the howler himself, he's run an incredible amount of pipe work through the un his underground lair, which pushes a constant flow of molten rage through these pipes and keeps the temperature too high for, let's say, wax, do anything but uselessly puddle. And that is how he maintains his domain. In Howler's realm, the many shades of rage pulsing through the realm have bred some of the finest fighting men the local have ever managed to offer. Uh, rations are extracted from the rage lines, and the cooks who have made their homes there have created some truly remarkable, if utterly infuriating, curries and other sauces. More besides, soldiers from past and forgotten wars seem to gravitate there. Not, not who, these are the types who are not quite done with fighting. And, but... As locals tend to, they seem to forget anything other than their martial undertakings. Which isn't to say that, aside from the heat and howlers, people can't be hospitable. Though their hospitality also usually takes the term of a uh, form of cheerful, tireless sparring. Interesting. So, uh... They like a good scuffle. Yeah. I'm gonna... Anton's gonna look at the door they just came through. Does it look sturdy? Very. So, uh, is, is this your residence, or...? It's my little home away from wherever I came from. Anton's also going to look around and see if there's any wax. None to be seen. So, I take it you don't live in the wax city, then? No, I'm, we are just outside the one of the many borders of the Kingdom of Wax. I make a point to not venture in there unless I absolutely have to. Interesting. So, uh, where, where do you find all this, uh, furniture and stuff to furnish your nice little apartment? The Mad City is a nightmarish and insane place, but it is still a city. There are shops. There are craftsmen, tradesmen, people who make things. 
So uh, why do you why do you live underground instead of uh, up above? It tends to be, apart from the Howler and other nightmares, a bit safer to fly under the radar from majority of the nightmares that dwell on the surface. Gotcha. So the path you took when you got here, to the tunnel. Where did you go when you got in there? Did you go? I, I went up above because I don't want to get lost down in some godforsaken caverns. And the path that had, did it have a number on it? Uh, I think it was 13. Ah. Uh, that means you surfaced in the 13th district, which is the beating, corrupted heart of the mad city. It was where all the, it was the seat of all bureaucracy and where the closest thing to order and organization can be found here. Didn't look too out of the ordinary. I mean, maybe more homeless people, but that's pretty much about it. Yeah. It's where the mm, rigidly attentive to order Officer Talk makes his residence along with his various minions. Well, I mean, usually in the city I'm from, you couldn't just lift up a sewer grate without uh, someone stopping you, but I got down into the sewer not too difficult. I'm, I'm just... You're lucky. That means that the his clockwork lieutenants had either not yet passed by on their patrol, or you just missed them. You'll know them by their look. They look like one of any number of police officers from around the sleeping world. Their faces are fixed in uh, rictus screens, and there's a little key turning in their backs. Interesting. So, um, do you, they just give you tickets, or do they haul they you off to jail? They'll usually cart you off if you don't have proper identification forms on you. Where where can I get these identification forms? We'll get you some in due time. Okay. After all, you'll be here for a bit, and you'll need the proper paperwork. So, uh, what happens if you pull out this key in their back? It's fixed. You can't... Can you wind them up, or... They're already quite wound up. <laughs> Anton's gonna chuckle a bit at this, and, uh... He's gonna look around for any sort of clock in the room. There's a very large grandfather clock in... Next to the doorway you walk through. So, are all, are all the clocks here mechanical, or do you guys keep any digital clocks? Clocks are clocks. Some are mechanical, some are digital. Do digital ones work quite as well? Where do you get batteries from? I don't really know where we get the batteries from. They always just seem to work. I prefer the mechanical ones, though. And do you, do you guys have any source of power? Can I plug my phone in? I'm sure you've seen that your phone is of very little use here. I mean, it has a flashlight and a clock on it. I suppose. You won't find any outlets down here. Yeah, I figured. Can't have it that easy. No. Anton's going to check the charge on his phone. Did Anton charge it before he'd left? I mean, he would have charged it before uh, going urban exploring into some, like, underground area. You've got above 75% charge. Anton's going to unlock his phone and check his uh, little meter that... Uh, 
with how long the phone is going to take to decharge. It's working properly. <laughs> do, you, do you know what I'm talking about with those little meters? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Anton's going to shrug and uh, just hope his phone lasts long enough to be useful. So, uh, where could I, if, if I'm going to be here for a while and assuming I'm going to be underground for a while, is there any place I could stop to get a flashlight or? There are various stores, you know, merchants either underground or above ground. The heart of all trade and commerce is in the bazaar on the surface, but I wouldn't recommend us or you going there. If it can be avoided, if you can go find other merchants, it's typically where you'll find the most abundance of clockwork lieutenants and where the ever so attentive officer talk seem to make the rounds the most. So is there any sort of currency exchange, or where, where do I go to pick up money for this city? The watchman reaches into his suit, his coat's pocket, and pulls out a handful of clearly wax coins and tosses them lightly in his hands. These are the closest form to a centralized currency we have here. Whether or not the merchant will take just the coins, or the coins with your memories imbued in them, is up to the merchant. It depends on just how merciful they're willing to be. So these these coins, they are they made of wax, by the looks of it? He flicks one to you with his thumb. Anton's gonna fumble a little bit, but catch it. It's clearly thick, dense wax. This looks pretty easy to counterfeit. You'd think. I wouldn't recommend. Is, uh, is Officer Tok going to come after you if you counterfeit, or is it going to be uh, this Wax King fella? Either or. Depends on where you get caught with the counterfeits. Fair point. So, do you, do you not venture often above above this sewer, or do you mostly try to stay under the clock? I try to stay as far under the radar as I can, as much as I can. It's a bit difficult. The at times benevolent, but certainly most agreeable of all the oldest denizens of the city, the Wax King has fairly decent means of keeping track of my whereabouts. And that brings us to the crux of the issue of why you are here. You seem resourceful and indeed have great attention to detail. And are curious and stubborn from my observations. Ah, oh, come on. I'm not that stubborn. Stubborn enough. Yeah. So, uh, what's what's with all this schmoozing? What do you what do you want? As I said, the king has ways of keeping tabs on me, and that rather inexorably links me to the city and makes it difficult, not difficult, rather impossible for me to be wholly free of this place and find ways to not come back. It always, they always have, he always has ways to send his minions or even himself to drag me back, whether I particularly wish to be back or not. Due to some unfortunate bargaining and bartering when I was ooh, backed into a corner, let's say. So does he have blackmail on you, or what's 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 keeping you here? I mean, 
If you wanted memory ties. He's got a variety of rather significant memories that link me to my past, present, and potential future. In term in in turn, this gives him very reasonable information enough to track my robots, whether it be here or in the city sleeping. Your world. The real world. The proper world. The world where things make sense and everything has rules. So, uh, you have Stockholm Syndrome? No, I'm just rather stuck here until I can acquire, reacquire these memories. And therein lies the problem. But because the king and whoever he's looped into this little tracking business he's got no longer have access to these numbers. They can track me wherever I go, which means that the second I get too close to these, wherever they are, they'll send people or nightmares or minions or whatever to put a stop to them because uh, I'm useful to them. Interesting. And so that's uh, where you come in. You're new here. You have no trace in the city. Interesting. So I'm, uh, no, nobody can track me unless I give memories? Depends on the memory. So if you must barter your memories, choose wisely. Choose the least significant, least important, least sentimental of your memories to barter away and hope that they are enough. So the, mo the more sem uh, sentimental these memories are, the, the more valuable interesting hmm the ones I've bartered away have been were rather valuable of their own right so how hard are these memories going to be for me to get back well I don't obviously know which memories are which because I don't remember them I just know that they are bound to physical objects and the King has gotten creative rather than have him be coin and be easily lost track of, because he likes to keep track of these things for his own purposes. I know that they're tied to physical objects. And I do know what some of the physical objects are, but again, not what the memory is attached to. I am still tracking down a few of them, but I've got the location of the first few. How many have you given away? Four. Alrighty, that doesn't sound too difficult. Uh, if the Wax King doesn't have them, do you know who does? I know of the first. I'm still working on the rest, and he gestures to his massive corkboard wall with maps and notes. The first is in the part of the city called the Petrified Burrow. It is a carved granite rose. And that's about all I know. Hmm. So, how do you attach memories to objects? Like, I'm, I'm still trying to work out this wax coin thing, but... Do you, is, is it just magic, or is there some rhyme or reason to how you can do it? Magic is as good a thought... Is a, it's a good an explanation as, as any. You take whatever you're attaching the memory to, think very in-depth about the memory and recall every detail of it, and suddenly you can't anymore. Hmm. And how do you get the memories back? I mean, do they... If you hold it, does... It, you just Do you just reabsorb it, or...? Yes, when you... Do the memories into a coin, you toss the coin... Try to give the coin away. 
all that you could recall from that memory leaves you because it is in the coin now. As long as you touch it, or whatever the object is, you can recall it, and thus can re reclaim it. But once it is imbued in an object and leaves your possession, it is no longer yours. Can you barter other people's memories? Only yours. So how, how does this currency work? If, if you give someone your memory, they, they just have your memory. You can't then sell it. If you say you were to sell an, ob an item you've come across here in the city, mm -hmm. and you're handed a handful of coins, when you hold each individual coin, you'll be able to kind of retrace those memories, but they are not necessarily your memories. You can just use them as currency. Because they don't attach to you, they're not your memories. Hmm. But the memories are attached to them, so that you can be, they can be relived by the bearer. That's what gives the coins value. So I'm guessing only good memories have value here. They have the most value. There are some denizens of the city who quite are quite fond of not-so-good memories. So I'm guessing this is all because you guys don't have TV or entertainment here. Such things aren't particularly necessary. At least not among the majority of the citizens here. I'm sure you'll see in due time that most of the locals don't really have much in the way of personality beyond their day-in-day-out routine. Guess this is still a better alternative to all those vlogs back in my world. I don't understand the reference. Yeah, you wouldn't. So, Anton's going to look at the clock now. Has it been about an hour? It is just shy of an hour. So, once this 13 hours done, we don't have to wait any longer. We can go back out, right? Yes, not, I'll send you on your way. Not that uh, your residence isn't nice, but I, uh, I feel a little cooped up, you know? I have a house. You have a one-bedroom apartment. Who are you to judge? So, well, I'm not the one who got the short end of the stick now, am I? Gordon. Anton's going to chuckle at his own joke. I'm sure you think you're hilarious. Oh, I'm the funniest guy I know. At this point, the clock chimes the hour. Watcher says, good, you can be on, we can be on your way now. I'll take you to, to the start of where you need to... Of where you can go, to where I need you to go. You'll be headed to the Petrified Borough. I'll take you to the surface. And it is very important that you follow my instructions after that point, because I cannot come with you. Because as I have said, the closer I get to these objects, the more likely we are to be interfered with. Sound pretty petrified of this borough. Without deigning to reply, the watchman stands up, finishes his drink, and fetches a small... The slightly above small size bag and tosses it, tosses it to you and you hear clinking in it. Clearly it is full of coins. Cool. Only use these if you must. And as I said, don't water anything important. Anton's gonna unzip his little backpack that he brought with him for this trip and put the coins in there. And zip it back up. The watchman says about undoing the series of locks again. Clanking and latching them all, all undone, and leads the way out, back out the door. Anton's going to follow, keeping pretty close. 
he leads you uh, across this little town opposite to the entrance where you came. Again, this one leading upwards with a few series of smaller tunnels on its flanks, but in the center is never upward large path with the 13 drawn on the wall next to it. And he instructs you, follow this path until you get to a place where there are too many statues. What's what's too many? You know how there's only statues and squares and intersections and such? Yeah. More than that. When you get to the place with too many statues, that's when you know you've reached Petrified Burrow. This path should take you straight there if you stay on the path. So more than one. You'll know it when you see it. Gotcha. Just stay on this path until you get to the place with too many statues. And whatever else you do, do not stop to talk to anyone in a uniform or with any sort of badge until you get there. So anyone who looks like a police officer. Essentially. As I said, you'll know the lieutenants when you see them, but they tend, officers talk tend to deputize people, and they haven't quite gotten so wound up yet. So how do I find my way back here? Again, stay on the path, and the path will lead you to the Petrified Borough, and whichever way you came into Petrified Borough, I imagine it shouldn't be too hard to find your way back to there. And I'm looking for this this carved rose, correct? Yes. And ha who has it? How do I get it back for you? I just know that it's in the Petrified Borough. Someone who might be able to give you more information would be Bartholomew Beaumont. He's the uh, shopkeeper of a little, little joint there called the Puzzled Voyage. I imagine he'll be able to give you more information once you get there. At least point you in a more helpful direction than I'm able to. Gotcha. Well, uh, I guess I'll be on my way. Um, Anton's just gonna kind of give himself a, a look of what did I get myself into and then start walking down the path. Once he gets out of sight, he's going to check the sack of coins to see how many coins are in it. Several dozen. Okay. The Watchman's giving you plenty of currency. Alrighty. Anton's gonna keep diligent along the path, keeping an eye out for quote-unquote too many statues. You follow the path and it sends upwards and once you reach the surface and it is a combination of cobblestone and sidewalk, but leads fairly straight and it is fairly straight, fairly easy to keep track of what the path is and where what isn't the path. Anton's going to look around for any people. You don't see any immediately, but you can hear the sounds coming from one of the nearby side offshoots of the path. And uh, is there any buildings? You're in the middle of the city. Buildings everywhere. Gotcha. Anton's going to keep an eye out for, uh, for any shops nearby. Okay. You're... Nothing that's clearly marked as a shop. Okay. Anton's just going to kind of stay diligently along the path and uh, stay on the sidewalk as to look as, as you know, uninviting and normal as possible. As you continue along, you hear the distinct sounds of ticking and clicking, almost like a 
uh, mechanical mechanism and what you believe to be three distinct sets of footsteps approaching. Anton's going to look for any alley or somewhere he could hide. None readily uh, present themselves. There's a couple of dumpsters that you might be able to squeeze in between. Anton's going to go hurriedly over to the dumpsters uh, and first going to try to quietly lift the lid to look inside to see if it's that bad to jump into. Okay. It is filled with trash bags, but nothing necessarily necessarily exposed waste. How much, how bad does it smell? It's a dumpster. If it makes Anton feeling about it, it doesn't smell like poo. Anton's going to weigh the options on his hand and then uh, decide to jump inside. Okay, you want to roll me some discipline dice? Sure. I dropped one. Gonna re-roll it. One success and two sixes. Right, you're able to get inside quietly, and discipline dominates. Uh, The footprints and ticking sound get extremely close to the point where you can tell it is just outside the dumpster. Um, You can hear muttered but indistinct conversation, which is strange considering how close they must be. Anton's going to try to listen as intently as possible to their conversation. It sounds like they're saying they they thought they saw someone go this way and that they surely couldn't have gone far. But that's about it. Alrighty, so Anton's going to wait until he hears them go off and then wait another minute or two for them to get as quite far and then get out and continue on his way. As you wait, you hear the distinct sound of a radio beeping. And a few other indistinct words, but you can clearly make out the word backup. Anton's going to stay as quiet as possible and just kind of wait this out. Roll me some more discipline dice. Two successes with one four. Okay, the you pass with the degrees of success, however, pain dominates. In the effort to stay quiet, you are running rather short of breath. Here's more shuffling outside the dumpster. Um, and then two more sets of footsteps approach. Well... Anton's going to think to himself, when you're dealt a shit hand, you better double down. And he's going to try to, like, cover himself up quietly with the trash. Okay. Roll me some more disciplined dice. Two successes with a six. All right, you succeed, and discipline does dominate. You are able to do it quietly enough to where you go relatively unnoticed. At this point, you can tell that there's at least five individuals outside the dumpster, and you're rather cornered. You could say that. I'm in a dumpster, and there's five officers outside. Five individuals. You don't know whether or not they're officers. You can hear ticking, but you can't. It's hard to determine uh, how many sources of ticking there are. 
Anton does know, however, that there was a call for backup on a radio. So he's going to assume the worst and assume there's five police officers, in quotations. Yes. And he's just going to wait it out. Uh, as you wait and you can hear more shuffling outside. And then, breaking this tension, the strangest sound that you could imagine hearing outside of ticking, an old battle cry. The sound of five individuals prepping themselves. And then the distinct sound of very uh, visceral, blunt combat. And amongst the the, thuds and twacks, seeming up metal and carbon fiber and all, any sort of material that batons might be made out of, there's the distinct sound of heavy wood making making contact with something fleshy repeatedly throughout it. And low, deep laughter, mirthful laughter, happy, joyous laughter. And after a time, the short time, the sounds of scuffle immediately cease. And you can hear slightly labored breathing. Anton's going to wait a moment to see if it goes away. As you wait, you're two steps and then just of something tapping the side of the dumpster. It's safe to come out now. Anton's gonna mutter a couple choice words to himself and then he's going to climb out of the dumpster to see who found him and what what he's dealing with. As you pop out of the dumpster, you see in and who is above average height, shaven-headed, and very clearly dense muscle. He's wearing a white tank top, jeans, and heavy work boots. Well, uh, thanks for rescuing me. Uh, he's going to look around at the officers. I'm guessing they're all crumpled on the ground. Completely incapacitated. I'm, uh, I'm Anton. What's, uh, what's your name? Valko. You, uh, sure made quick work of these guys. Is no problem, these. Is more problem when more. So, uh, how'd you know I was in there? I don't like officers. When I see officers, I take care of them. They don't usually linger if there's no reason. Gotcha. Um, well... Thanks again. This uh, this really helped me out. I I heard them call for backup, and I decided just to kind of wait it out to see if uh, see if I'd make it through. And apparently, I did. If they call backup, more are coming. We need a safe place. Gotcha. The man extends a hand to you to help you out of the dumpster. I'm gonna grab his hand and jump out with him and say, uh, "So, uh, where where should we go to hide?" The man looks around and looks at you, looks like around again. Hmm. I know place. He's not far. You come now. 